Ellen. I'm one of the pastors here. And my most exciting thing, we've changed the uh, space that we worship in. We used to sort of all cram in this room. And we spread it out now. And my most favorite thing is that I get to run back and forth between here. And I uh, get to use my energy <laughs> even more. So y'all just uh, keep your hand on the swivel and you'll be able to, to find me this morning. All right? Um, the word hallelujah means for God to be praised. Um, and that's all we have some days, right? That's all we have some days. Can I tell you guys, we're in a, a series called Grown Up Prayers. We're looking at the Lord's Prayer, the prayer that Jesus, God's Son, taught us, his disciples, his followers, taught us to pray. We're looking at that this morning. But I need to tell y'all something that I hear anytime the word prayer is brought up. I hear this like literally almost every day of my life, like the t-ball field when my son's playing t-ball, uh, dance class when my daughter's taking dance, um, hanging out with friends, like everywhere I go, this is what I hear, that I want blank to be better. I want blank to be better. I want my marriage to be better. I want my relationships to be better. I want my finances to be better. I want my health to be better. I want the future of the world to be better for our children. I want blank to be better. And this is what I'm going to bet. Everybody sitting in this room can fill in that blank right now. What is it for you? Fill it in. I want blank to be better. What's your blank this morning? What do you want to be better? I need y'all to know. Y'all know this. I'm a pastor, and the greatest privilege of my life is listening to people say, I want blank to be better, and meeting with them days, months, weeks, years later, and hearing blank is better. My marriage is better. Tears running down their face. I prayed. And my marriage is better. We're not divorcing, and we're not living as roommates. We are in this relationship together. It is better. I want my finances to be better. That's what I heard. And then I meet with people, and they say, my finances are better. I'm like, you got that promotion at work. No. That's not how God answered my prayer. I quit my job. We restructured our finances, and things are in a much better place. And I'm living out the purpose that God has for me and whispered over me and my life. It got better. Thank you for praying. I, I want my health to be better. Oh, you started exercising and working out? Nope. I listened to you and I just started praying and meditating every day. I spent five minutes talking to God and five minutes listening to him. And it slowed everything down and improved my health. And I'm like, okay, that's awesome. My health is better. I prayed and you prayed. Thank you. Thank you. And I need y'all to know this. Today at 3 o'clock at Corona Park, we're going to pack gallon Ziploc bags full of books and alphabetic letters, magnet alphabet letters for kids in our community who don't have access to books, who go home every night to hang out with their parents and they don't have a book to cuddle up and read together. We're going to pack Ziploc bags full of those books and letters and questions their parents can ask because people have been praying that they want a 
media and said, we are going to let God be an answer. We are going to let God let us be an answer to prayer. And so this week, on Monday morning, those kids are going to go into PPK in West Tampa, and they're going to leave with a gallon Ziploc bag, armed, armed with a kit to help them become better readers and better students because our community will be better. You know what those kids can do now? They'll be able to read this thing better. And you know what that's going to do? It's going to change the world. God let you all who meet in the back of a restaurant on a Sunday morning be the answer to a prayer for a better world and a better future for our children. Can I get an amen for that? Amen. 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 That is exciting stuff. This is what God creates when we pray. God creates better futures. God creates better lives. God creates better hearts. God creates better things when we pray. And it is never what I imagine it to be in my head. When I bow my head and pray for people's marriages, the way God fixes those or makes them better are, is never the way that I would have done it. Right? Never. The way that God fixes people's financial health is never the way I would have done it. The way he fixes our physical health is never the way I would have done it. But God creates something better when we pray. And Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, Jesus taught us how to pray. He did it by, by using his instructions and his words, and we're going to look at those in just a moment. There's truth in his teaching. There's power in his teaching us to pray. But he did it by living his prayers. Every day, he prayed and spent time with God. His Father, our Maker, the Creator of the world, he took time to pray every single day because he knew that it creates a better world, it creates better hearts, it creates better lives. Prayer creates better things. It's not the way that you want it to be every time. God doesn't answer our prayers the exact way we want. I'm standing up here and I'm telling you that, okay? I thought I was going to be a missionary in some faraway place, right? And God sent me to South Tampa. It's pretty far away from how I grew up, right? But God, the way God answers our prayers is never exactly the way that we want it. But that doesn't, listen to me, that doesn't mean that we don't go to the Lord in prayer. So I want us to look this morning at the first couple of lines of the Lord's Prayer, the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray, and the ways that it creates. Okay, I want you to remember this word create. It creates better hearts, better lives, and better futures for us this morning. Okay, so y'all want to read it with me? I'm, I'm going to read this first line, and then when it says our Father, I want y'all to read it out loud with me, all right? This then, Jesus says this to Easter. He's teaching these people who are sitting on a hillside by the Sea of Galilee, okay? He's, they are living in this chaotic, crazy, unjust world, okay? Their, their economy is not working good. The government is being oppressive. Twitter's going crazy. <laughs> like, this is their world, okay? And he tells them all these things about how not to worry, how to care for one another, all these things. But the heart, the very center, if you look at the very, very middle of this, this 
everything that Jesus offers. This is the core. The most important thing is this prayer that Jesus teaches us to pray. Can we pray it together? This then, Jesus says, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. Jesus taught those people, maybe that was powerful. These words 
of the Bible are even more fresh and more needed, I think, today because we live in a lonely and individual, individualized world, right? And the very first thing that you do is say, Our, you are not alone. I don't know what you're dealing with this week, this month, this season of your life. You are not alone. And we claim that in the very beginning of this prayer. We claim community. We remember that God is relational. We call him Father. So I want you to imagine that, that we're going into this house, right? And the key is to say, our Father. And it lets you in to God's presence. We remember that God is a, a parent and a caregiver like we have never experienced before. I don't care what you did last night, last week, last year, a decade ago. God will accept you in and listen to your pleas regardless. We remember that God is deeply relational here and now. Your life matters to our God. Your life matters to our God. God is deeply relational. He wants a relationship with you. Our Father. In the very first two words of this sentence, we claim cling to, hold on to that God wants a relationship with us. With you, the maker and creator of the world wants a relationship with you. God is deeply relational. He will listen to you and he has things to tell you and to guide you in your life. God is deeply relational. As we pray, we enter into God's presence. We say our Father and we remember God is standing at the, the front door of his house and he slings it open. And we say our Father. And he says welcome home. You who've been wondering. You who are tired and desperate and give out. You who got hired last week. You who relapsed six months ago. You who's been longing for a relationship to matter. You who messed up being a mom. Welcome home. Things are different here, child. In the very first two words, our God has us enter into his presence. A presence completely different from the anxiety and chaos, the noise and the pain of this world. And we step into another world, the presence of God that transcends time and space. Our Father, we enter into God's presence. We enter into God's presence. The next thing, the next line is, who art in heaven? Who art in Acknowledge, sorry I forgot the A. I misspelled create when I did this. Got this A. We acknowledge that God is ultimate. Oh, I didn't. We acknowledge God's presence and that God is ultimately powerful. Who art in heaven? God is deeply relational and wants a relationship with you. And you get to come to him just as you are in this prayer, just as we all are. With people who, who have hurt you or who are hurting on your mind, you get to come just like you are. Then we say, who art in heaven, we acknowledge God's power, not just his presence, his power in this moment. That whatever it is 
right now is not more powerful. I love that Jesus Christ, before he goes to the cross, dies and raises again, teaches us this. I love this. Because he says, you know what? You know what? In the prayer, the prayer that I'm teaching you, I'm going to, if y'all played Uno with little kids before, and like my five-year-old, I play with Emma sometimes, and she'll like be holding the cards, and then she, like, even if I try like not to cheat and see what the cards are, like she's like holding them like this, and I like see her hand. Jesus is showing us his hands as he's teaching these people to serve in the mail. God is more powerful. In, in a couple years, I'm going to be crucified and killed, and everybody's going to think the world is over, and you know what? God is going to raise me again because God is more powerful. So we might as well start praying like that now before that happens. That's what Jesus says. He showed you his hand. And in the very first sentence, the very first sentence of the Lord's Prayer, we acknowledge this power of God. That addiction, that, that sin, that mishap, that mistake, that grief, that hopelessness, that desperation is not more powerful than God. He's in heaven and he's in control. He's in heaven and he's in control and we acknowledge that. He wants a relationship with you and he cares about your reality and he has a new one for you. In the first sentence of the Lord's Prayer, we claim and proclaim this to God. We acknowledge God's power. And then we turn to God. We turn completely to God. Our Father who art in heaven. We didn't start with our needs. We didn't start with telling God what all's going on down here in, on earth. We didn't start by saying, uh, God, here's the list of things that are on my frustration list for today. We don't start there. Jesus says start by acknowledging and focusing completely and totally on God. Completely and totally on God. He focused, laser focused. On God. And then, after we turn to believe God, we focus on Him in a world of distractions and noise. Our Father, who art in heaven, we take a breath and we focus completely and totally on God and what He's doing. Hallowed be thy name. Anybody here know what hallowed means? What? Tell me. Nervous. 
usher in your glory and your goodness. The utterance of your name, just speaking the name of God, will usher in a deeper worship. I'm not asking y'all to pray the Lord's Prayer every day for the next month, which I am, I am actually asking you to do that. <laughs> changing. 